Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 2, episode 165 of this podcast. Thank you for joining us again today. We are continuing with our Come Follow Me study for this week. Uh, we're in June the 8th to June the 14th, covering Alma's chapters um, 8 to 12. Jesus Christ will come to redeem his people. And we're, mo- we're diving into the uh, real uh, big part now of um, what Alma and Amulek are teaching. Uh, in Alma 11 to 12, it says God's plan is a plan of redemption. And as we learned uh, yesterday, uh, Amulek will now move on to talking about the Saviour's power uh, to save us. So, uh, in verse 43 of Alma chapter 11, uh, he says, The spirit and the body shall be reunited again in its perfect form. Both limb and joint shall be restored to its proper frame, even as we now are at this time, and we shall be brought to stand before God, knowing even as we know now, and have a bright recollection of all our guilt. And at this point, I would say that, um, and recommend that you watch the Book of Mormon video, uh, which is linked to this section, it's wonderful. Um, it has Amulek contending with Zedrim, and then he goes into this description of the Savior and what he would do for for mankind, and you know just the passion behind what he says and the impact it has on the people is it just really makes it come alive. Um, if you know if you needed that anyway, with with such a powerful teaching, because of course what he's teaching here is about the resurrection. He's teaching about how the Savior, because of what he does will be able to save us from physical death um, as well as spiritual death. And what a great teaching that is uh, and the power that he has to do that. I want to share a quote um, by uh, Russell M., President Russell M. Nelson, who said, quote, If the body's capacity for normal function, defence, repair, regulation and regeneration were to prevail without limit, life here would continue in perpetu- perpetuity. Yes, we would be stranded here on earth. Mercifully for us, our creator provided for ageing and other processes which would that would ultimately result in our physical death. Death, like birth, is a part of life. The scripture teaches that it was not expedient that man should be reclaimed from this, this temporal death, for that would destroy the great plan of happiness. To return to God through the gateway we call death is a joy for those who love him and are prepared to meet him. Close quote. So actually, you know, death um, is a blessing. It is something which we should be grateful for because of course if we didn't have that we would be stranded here on this life in this life forever and whilst i'm not you know i don't want to have this doom and gloom um kind of outlook on life because there are certainly things which are difficult to uh, have to contend with during this life um, we will want to return to our father eventually uh, and so death is the way where this whereby this can happen it is the gateway as president nelson said um, and of course, we are we are raised to a to an immortal body, as Amulek continues in verse forty five. I just want to really power home or hammer home the the hope that the that the resurrection brings to me personally as well. You know, I think that I um uh, I take it for granted just how much that knowing about this resurrection has on me, uh, because it is such a great blessing. It is a wonderful gift that we have to even know about it, never mind have that blessing as well. And the fact that it is available to everyone, no matter what they do, because of what our Saviour went through for us, is powerful. Uh, Elder Dieter F. Uchtdorf said this, quote, The things we hope for are often future events. If only we could look beyond the horizon of mortality into what awaits us beyond this life, is it possible to imagine a more glorious future than the one prepared for us by our Heavenly Father? 
Because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, we need not fear, for we will live forever, never to taste of death again. Because of his infinite atonement, we can be cleansed of sin and stand pure and holy before the judgment bar. The Saviour is the author of our salvation. Close quote. Um, you know, it's such a wonderful hope and um, promise that we have as um, as children of God, that we will all be resurrected and that this is made available to all. And it just reminds me just how wonderful this plan of redemption is. It is redeeming. Um, it is a, a gift for all. Um, and if only people would, you know, recognise that. And I'm not just talking about people that don't have a belief in Christ or, or God, but even members of the church. I think sometimes we lose that that fact that there is this glorious light on the horizon that we're all working towards and that, you know, whatever we do in this life, we will still receive that great blessing. We don't deserve it, but God will give that to us and to all his children through his saviour, Jesus Christ, which is just powerful. Um, in our chapter 12, um, uh, it's interesting, this, um, it says in verse one, now Alma seeing that the words of Amulek had silenced Ezraim, for he beheld that Amulek had caught him in his lying and deceiving to destroy him, and seeing that he began to tremble under a consciousness of his guilt, he opened his mouth and began to speak unto him, and to establish the words of Amulek, and to explain things beyond, or to unfold the scriptures beyond that which Amulek had done. I love this power of these missionaries, you know, Alma was a wonderful companion, you can see. He sees the things that Amulek has taught, how they have brought Zizram to a place where he is willing and prepared to listen. And then he begins to teach further and expound further than, than where Amulek had done. He adds to that uh, his testimony. D. Ogden Kelly and Andrew C. Skinner said this, quote, Alma taught such elevated doctrines because there was at least one soul, Zizram, who would respond to those deeply deeply meaningful doctrines and change his behaviour forever, not to mention the many other believers who would suffer martyrdom because of their unwavering conversion to Alma's teachings. The doctrines of God have power to change people's hearts and minds, close quote. And I love that because I think we sometimes paint Zizram as this wicked and deceitful person. And yes, you know, <clears throat> he was, but then he's at a position now where he is on the knife edge of change it's almost like he's looking over that step to take an, an act of faith to, to listen to these words and act on them and he's just wavering on that point and so alma clearly um sees that sees this and decides to continue to teach even if you know there are others who are not going to listen to this the fact that there is just one soul even if it's just one soul who will listen then it's important that we share that and i think that that's something we can take on board as well things like social media you know like it can be daunting for some people perhaps to share things on social media particularly if you are linked up to all your work colleagues and all your other friends outside of the church uh, on that platform and if you decide to share something on there you might think well what might they think of me am i preaching all the time or something like that but if it is to reach one soul then is it not worth it uh, and so that's important so we're going to skip ahead uh, past verses 8 to 18, because there is a section which we'll go focus on within that tomorrow as we conclude our study. But um, an interesting question comes from verse 21. Um, a man called uh, Ant Antio Antiona uh, says this, um, What does the scripture mean which saith that God placed cherubim and a flaming sword on the east of the Garden of Eden, lest our first parents should enter and partake of the fruit of the tree of life and live forever? And thus we see that there was no possible chance that they should live forever. Now, 
you know, I don't know if this person, we're, we're not really told this person's um, intention if he's trying to catch Alma and Amulek out with his question. But he, all we know about Antiona is that he's a chief ruler. Um, but he comes and asks his question. And I would say, you know, if he didn't have a full understanding of the uh, the teachings that Alma and Amulek are giving, then it's a very worthwhile question. It's a very, you know, a relevant question. Well, we know that Adam and Eve were told to never partake of the fruit of the, of the tree of life. And so therefore they couldn't live forever. So how are we going to live forever now if, you know, that's not a possibility? Um, and then Alma says that he was about to explain it. Uh, and he talks about how, you know, death has come upon mankind and that, you know, if they had taken other fruits, they would live forever without being saved. Um, but this death is an opportunity for us to uh, go through this plan and to learn more um, about it. Um, George Reynolds and Janny Ma Jan Matson Sajodal said this, quote, Antiona thought he would make an irrefutable argument by asking Alma concerning the cherubim with a flaming sword. What Antiona made to appear as conflicting evidence was Alma's forthright declaration that through the atonement of Christ, all men, both righteous and wicked, would gain immortality and therefore live forever. Antiona qu quoted the scripture to show the re that the reason God sent guardians to watch the tree of life was that our first parents should not enter Eden and partake of its fruit and live forever. But what Antiona failed to add to his harangue was that the Almighty would not have it that men should live forever in, their, in his own sins. Close quote. There had to be intervention. There had to be a mediator uh, to make this plan work. And we know, of course, um, that death was necessary, that the Saviour would come and that he would make this possible. Um, which, of course, you know, it is all because of Christ that this works. There is so much here that we could continue on with uh, and we're not going to get a chance. I'm going to finish with verse 24, which again talks about how death needs to come upon mankind like Amulek taught and that this life was a probationary state, a time to prepare to meet God, uh, which we will be able to reach an end of. And I'll finish with a quote by President Russell M. Nelson again. He said, quote, Life does not begin with birth, nor does it end with death. Prior to our birth, we dwelt as spirit children with our Father in heaven. There we eagerly anticipated the possibility of coming to earth and obtaining a physical body. Knowingly, we wanted the risks of mortality which would allow the exercise of agency and accountability. This life was to become a probationary state. But we regarded the returning home as the best part of the long-awaited trip, just as we do now. Before embarking on any journey, we like to have some assurance of a round-trip ticket. Returning from earth to live in our heavenly home requires passage through and not around the doors of death. We were born to die and we die to live. As seedlings of God, we barely blossom on earth. We fully flower in heaven, close quote. I absolutely love that quote by President Nelson. Just the fact that, you know, on this earth, we, we just begin to blossom. You know, we're not meant to be perfect by the end of this life. Of course, we should do all that we can and follow the gospel and invite our Saviour to help change us through this life. But we are not going to reach that perfection by the end of this life. We will fully flower one time, uh, eventually, when we in the eternities. But the fact that we have this this round trip ticket back to heaven or back to you know our heavenly Father's presence is something that should be reassuring to all of us. I'm going to leave it there. Thank you for listening. Um, please join us uh, on the Facebook group Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. It'll be great to hear some of your insights and studies in either the Come Follow Me materials or anything else you've been studying. Please email ldsstudysession at gmail.com if you have any questions or you'd like to um, join on a future podcast episode or anything like that. It would be great to hear from any listeners. Thank you for your time and until we meet again. <laughs>